Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L, on Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024. Saturday morning. Welcome to our Saturday morning radio extravaganza. If you would like to be part of the program this morning, all you have to do, pick up your telephone, dial 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Keep those numbers handy because later in the show we have two sets, two different events of tickets, and we'll be giving away some tickets. Yeah, yeah, we're going to do that. One, I'll tell you what they are. One is for Joel Olstein at Yankee Stadium, and the other is for Five for Fighting, John Aronstadt. He's going to be in Huntington on August 2nd. And he did a great interview with us last week, and he graciously allowed us to give away some tickets to his upcoming performance in Huntington, Long Island. So we'll do that later in the show. Let's get this Pelosi business out of the way. I have been asked about it this morning. And, of course, I don't think there's much there. The commies over in China say if she goes to Taiwan, they're going to shoot the plane down, if she dares. And, of course, Biden has already put tail between legs and, oh, no, no, it wouldn't be a good idea for you to go over there, Nancy. The national security spokesman, John Kirby, said yesterday that the Pentagon has seen no indication of a military threat. He also is, I suppose, soft-peddling it. Oh, there's no reason for it to come to blows. Please don't be mad at us, commie Chinese. Please, we're not going to do anything to make you upset. So I don't think there's much there there. I don't think she's going to go to Taiwan. But if she does and they shoot the plane down, of course, that would be a, there's no other way to view that than an act of war. The Chinese government has been very vociferous in saying that there would be grave consequences if Nancy Pelosi indeed goes to Taiwan. And that may be enough to scare her and the Democrats off. I don't see Nancy Pelosi wanting to follow through when the Chinese are already saying that they're going to blow her plane out of the sky. Of course, it looks embarrassing for the United States of America to be bullied by China, but this is the Biden administration. And unresolved are all, is all that money that exchanged between the Biden family and the Chinese government, or I should say agents of the Chinese government. So we'll see whether this materializes into a real story or not. All indications are that she is going to continue her trip to Asia anyway that she had planned. So what can we do? Not much there. We'll see what happens. 
the House of Representatives yesterday passed an assault weapons ban. Yay! Yay! No more assault weapons. They're all gone. You know, the Democrats passed earlier this year their anti-gun legislation. So together with this now and the House of Representatives getting rid of assault weapons, oh, yes, it has to go to the Senate. Oh, yeah, that pesky little Senate that won't pass it. <clears throat> but at least, at least they can go out and tell their constituents that they voted to get rid of assault weapons. Yeah, Scott here, can I ask a question quick? Yes. Do we know if they're getting rid of assault bombs or assault knives in that legislation? Or they're they... not. It's just assault Just guns. the guns. Just the... Okay. That, that's all. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. They're not going to get rid of assault assault bombs. They're not going to get rid of assault knives. They're not going to get rid of assault people. People that run around like in New York City just whacking other people and injuring them very seriously out of the blue. They're, no, none of that. They're just going to get rid of the guns. So, I guess what we... Now, they all point to the assault weapons ban that was passed in 1994, but expired 10 years later. And what they say is the Democrats have not had the support to pass another measure of its kind since. Well, why not? Why not? There is news. If you are shopping and you have infants, you know this already. Baby formula. Princess Di brought this up last week. Even though the American media is still not covering it, the media overseas is. The Daily Mail today, baby formula crisis, is getting worse. It's not getting better, folks. It is getting worse. Parents are accusing the Biden administration of forgetting all about them. Well, of course. There is a rising, quote-unquote, out-of-stock rate. And by the way, it's not just baby formula that's out of stock. There are certain beverages, and I'm not talking adult beverages. I'm talking about various blends of water that are imported into the United States. You can't get those either in some of the big box retailers. They're out of stock. Water out of stock in America? Now, hardest hit with the baby formula continued shortage are families in the states of Rhode Island and Vermont. Almost 80% of the baby formula that would flow into Rhode Island and Vermont is not happening. 79% out of stock rates. In Rhode Island, 78% in Vermont. And yet, we see nothing about this on the national news. Can you imagine if this same set of circumstances existed when Donald Trump was in office? We would be hearing that Donald Trump is trying to kill American babies. We would be hearing that the Trump administration doesn't about American babies. We will be hearing that the Trump administration cares more about foreign babies 
and the babies of illegal immigrants than they do American babies because there is no shortage of baby formula in in the detention centers that illegal immigrants are being brought into. They're well-stocked, according to various reports. But if you're an American family, you're looking on the shelves for baby formula, and it's not there. Now, there are some cans of baby formula that should be coming in from New Zealand later in August. New Zealand. We have to shop it out to New Zealand to get baby formula. But that's only a half a million cans, roughly. And that's going to go like fireweed. I mean, that's just going to go out of stock very quickly, too. Families say they're frustrated. They feel trapped. Nothing is being done. Plant closures, coupled with supply chain disruptions, stockpiling, and here we are. People cannot find baby formula. There is a warning today about Halloween. This comes from the New York Post. They have an article warning you already that if you do not buy your Halloween candy early and stock up on it, there's going to be a sad Halloween. You believe this? This is America. Here's what the Post says. This could be the scariest Halloween to date. Hershey. Hershey has announced that trick-or-treaters may face a candy shortage around October 31st. We will not be able to fully meet consumer demand due to capacity constraints. That is what Hershey's chief executive, Michelle Buck, told analysts. The manufacturers, which produce everything from Reese's Peanut Butter Cups to Twizzlers, report that demand for candy has surged in recent months. And with more holidays coming up, it's only going to continue to grow. Halloween's still a few months away, but they're telling people, and you listen up if you have kids and you don't want them to be disappointed. They're saying don't wait till the last minute. Don't. Wait till the last minute, and that will ensure that you're not left hanging when the store shelves are left deserted. They're not saying if, they're saying when. Plus, they're saying prices tend to go up as it gets closer to Halloween, so it's smart to snatch up the early bird deals while they last. and especially if you're considering hosting Halloween parties. Where do they tell you to go? Well, the big retailers like Amazon, Walmart, Target, Costco, Cost Plus World Market, all of those places. Get there, get there early, get your Halloween candy now, because if you wait 
until October, it's going to be very disappointing. Yes, this is the United States of America. The don't say gay. Remember that business about don't say gay? Well, there's a story in the Washington Free Beacon this morning. The new media rule, don't say gay. What could this possibly be about? I wonder. I saw the headline. I said, what could this be about? The media has a rule. We're not supposed to say gay. Well, here's what they're talking about. Mainstream journalists have adopted what critics are calling a don't say gay approach to covering the monkeypox outbreak in the United States. The media's coverage of monkeypox, which officials in New York and California have declared a threat to public health amid rising case numbers, has studiously avoided using the word gay when discussing the individuals who are most at risk of contracting the viral disease. Journalists insist on using the phrase men who have sex with men. Decades-old terminology often used during the AIDS epidemic to explain the fact that gay and bisexual men comprise about 98% of more than 18,000 monkeypox cases worldwide. Did you know that? Oh, I didn't know it either. Boy, golly. Some left-wing activists have argued that even pointing this out is stigmatizing. You're not supposed to mention it. Even though we're supposed to, what, follow the science? More sane individuals have suggested this is particularly important information for gay men to know. And it is important to know. If you are in a group at risk for a disease, you should know about it. Some don't say gay advocates want to go even further. Earlier this week, New York City Health Commissioner Ashwin Vassan called on the World Health Organization to rename the monkeypox virus due to a growing concern for the potentially stigmatizing effects that the messaging around the monkeypox virus can have on vulnerable communities. In other words, it's racist. And now if you talk monkeypox, you might be talking gay. So let's get rid of that name because the name could be harmful. Yes, that is. <clears throat> That's the society we live in. All right, 800-848-9222, 800-848-WABC is the number to call. So much more news. We're going to get to it. This is the day we can stretch out. I have new stories that I've been wanting to get to all week. By the way, Diego, you probably didn't hear about this because, you know, you're busy. You know, you have a busy nightlife and 
all the rest of it. We had a real upset on this show, on the Boston Early Rush Hour show, last Wednesday, last Thursday. And it kind of eased off yesterday. Did you know that J-Lo has a new product that she is marketing? Didn't know it. Mm, It is... Do you want to know what it is? Well, I'll tell you what it is. When we get back from the break. Entertaining and informative. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, is on the air. 77 WABC. Dark Radio 77 in New York, but we are so worldwide. Everywhere you go this summer, keep us with you. All you have to do is download the WABC app. You can find that at WABCradio.com. Travel anywhere you want to in the world. You can keep WABC with you wherever you go. Okay, so... Okay, I don't want to rehash this because we had quite a few angry women. And I don't know why this angered women so much, but we had quite a few angry women this week when I read two stories that were in reputable newspapers. Well, what we used to call papers. Now it's all online, of course. One is the L.A. Times. There was a column that says this, a naked J-Lo is hawking a booty bomb to make sure your rear resembles hers. Good luck with that. And the other story is from the UK Daily Mail. Attack of the 60-foot J-Lo, huge billboard of nude Jennifer Lopez goes up on sunset amid J-Lo body launch. So what are these two articles talking about? Well, let me read to you from the Daily Mail story. If you've heard this before, please bear with me. It'll only take a moment. But apparently we have all sorts of people that didn't realize that this has happened. Diego didn't know that this happened. Diego's up on the news. She's currently enjoying her honeymoon. Well, that's over now. She's working on some kind of production with her new husband and their children in Paris. But Monday, Jennifer Lopez's presence was felt in Los Angeles as a different version of her stole the show in the form of a 60-foot billboard. A promotional image of the 53-year-old star in the nude was erected on Sunset Strip, advertising her newly launched J-Lo body booty bomb. By the way, this is not bomb, B-O-M-B. This is booty bomb, B-A-L-M. Just to correct, make sure we all are on the same page here. The traffic-stopping advertisement displayed the veteran entertainer 
without a stitch of clothing as she posed against a white background. She showed off her enviable curves, flawless complexion as she leaned on a white block. Lopez modeled with one knee bent and the other leg extended behind her, revealing her toned muscles. She faced the camera, flashing a tantalizing stare as her long, golden blonde hair flowed down to her waist. The Bronx Beauty officially launched the new product on her 53rd birthday, July 24th. Taking to Instagram with a new ad campaign, the bombshell was snapped in a semi-sheer white swimsuit as she pushed her novel $65 booty bomb. Now, <clears throat> I read this story, and I read an adverti- a, a, a column in the Los Angeles Times, which, again, a very reputable newspaper for liberals. The, uh, the, the, the columnist there... Robin Abkarian admits to being surprised to opening up the newspaper Sunday and finding a full-page ad of a stark, naked Jennifer Lopez. And then the Sunset Boulevard 60-foot billboard. Miss... Abkarian says that she doubts whether this booty bomb is going to work. Because after all, you need exercise to get that kind of look. So nonetheless, what I did was I ordered some, and I gave it away. I'm giving it away when it comes in to a married couple friends of mine. They will, The wife will use it, and the husband will report if the stuff works. And if it works, I want to try to get them as a sponsor. Because the world is obsessed, apparently, with booties right now. Every day you pick up the newspaper, there's somebody's naked booty staring you in the face. This time it was Jennifer Lopez. And so, all right, since the world is obsessed with booties and Jennifer Lopez has a booty bomb, she's selling it. That must mean that there are a lot of people out here interested in the booty. So let's see if we can get them as a sponsor here on the Saturday morning radio extravaganza. If it works. And I'm willing to invest a little bit in J-Lo to see whether this stuff works. Because apparently if this stuff works, it's kind of a miracle thing. You know, rub some booty bomb on your booty and end up with a booty like J-Lo's. Which, by the way, I really don't know what J-Lo's booty looks like. Because I haven't been that interested in all these years of hearing about it to go look at the picture. And that's another thing. Do these women, and, and this goes to many of you women who like to show off your naked booties. And are, are you mothers? How does it feel to have your kid come home from school and say, Mommy, Mommy. All the boys in class were laughing at me today because they said you have the most perfect booty. I mean, do you have sons? 
I'm just, I'm, I'm curious because there seems to be no shame for anything anymore. But I want to help since this is where society's going. All booty all the time. If booty cream, booty balm works, I want them to advertise here. And if it doesn't work, if that's what the reviews say, we'll tell you that too. So you don't have to wait, waste the seventy dollars on a cream to rub on your naked behind. Oh knows politics and so much more. A true connection to real New York on 77 WABC. <laughs> WABC Talk Radio 77. It is Saturday morning. Welcome to our Saturday morning radio extravaganza. There's a, such a funny story. In the New York Post this morning, Democratic cities get a taste of the overwhelming cost of open borders. In April, Texas Governor Greg Abbott touted his plan to bus illegal immigrants released by the Biden administration up to D.C., saying the White House officials, if they're not going to come to the border, I'm going to take the border to them. Arizona followed suit. Mark Corkian writes, to be honest, I was skeptical. Stunts are a natural part of politics, of course. Nothing wrong with that, but I figured the numbers wouldn't be big enough to get anybody's attention. The anti-enforcement crowd was more scathing. They mocked it. They saw it as a hilarious self-owned by troglodyte Republican governors. Then White House uh, Press Secretary Jen Psaki snarked, it's nice the state of Texas is helping them get to their final destination. The Washington Post, Dana Milbank, said the bus trips were a bust, haven't had any impact on President Biden, nor on said government, nor on local authorities. The New York Times chimed in. Texas busing of migrants to D.C. isn't having Abbott's intended effect yet. Well, it is now. Hey, Diego, you know what you have in this, the audio? You have um, the Peter Ducey, a, a, a chat with the White House press gal. And they talked about this. It's, it runs about two minutes, I think. This is Peter Ducey with the White House press gal. What's her name? Karen, whatever, whatever. Where this girl's in over her head. Every time I look at La it, Pierre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, I want. We're going to play that in a little while. That thing runs two minutes. You got to hear this. Anyway, but Muriel Bowser, the D.C. mayor this week, of course, is pleading for the National Guard to help her out with what she's calling now a humanitarian crisis. Because of the arrival in Washington, D.C., of so many illegal border crossers. She wrote a letter to the Defense Department saying the arrival of over 4,000 people in the past three months from the southwest border has overwhelmed her capacity to respond. Now, think about this, folks. 
She's saying that 4,000 illegal immigrants over the course of three months have overwhelmed her and the city of Washington, D.C. In the southern border, at the southern border in Texas, we have over 4,000 border jumpers coming in every single day. Some days we've had 6,000 coming in per day, 7,000, 8,000 per day. They're flooding Texas. They're flooding Arizona. They're flooding California. But the Democrats don't care about that. They want these open borders. Now, all of a sudden, 4,000 show up over three months in the nation's capital. And my gosh, we've got to call out the National Guard because they're overwhelming the resources. Well, this is what Peter Ducey questioned with the White House press gal. This is what it sounded like. D.C. Mayor sent the White House a letter asking for National Guard help with migrants that have been bused here from Texas and Arizona. Is the president going to approve that request for the National Guard? So as uh, to your question on the National Guard, I refer you to the Department of Defense. They will have uh, that answer for you. Uh, We have been in regular touch with Mayor Bowser and her team. Uh, And I said this before. I said this last week about Republicans using migrants uh, as a political tool, uh, and that is shameful, and that is just wrong. Uh, There is a process in place for managing migrants at the border. This is not it, what they're doing currently. Uh, that, that includes expelling migrants as required by court order under Title 42, uh, transferring them to ICE custody, or placing them in you the care this. of local NGOs as they await further pro- pro- uh, processing. Again, so what Republicans are doing, the way that they're meddling in the process, meddling. using uh, migrants as a political pawn meddling. is just wrong. So the White House's preference would be for small towns in Texas and Arizona to have to take care of these migrants rather than than a large metropolitan that is city not what like I said. Washington, that is not what I said. That is not what I said. No, that is not. I said that there is. Migrants. Yeah, they are. They're sending migrants to big cities on purpose, so using they, them as a On purpose. Point. If they don't go to big cities, where should they there's go? There's a process. I just there's laid a, it out. There's, there's a, process. a process. And they come to a big city, and now that, that the is, mayor says she needs the National Guard. That's so, because that's because Republicans are using, they're using migrants who are coming here for who knows? Uh, because they are they're they're dealing with humanitarian issues back in their country. They're coming here for a better life, and they are being used, Peter. They're being used by Republican governors. So that is what's happening. Does any of this just make the president w- want to say this is causing a lot of burdens on small cities, big cities? Maybe I should just close the border. What I'm saying is what Republicans are doing is wrong, and there is a process in place, and we should follow the process. There is a legal process in place, and they should follow it. Now, there is so much here. Let us start with the fact that Democrats have been flying around illegal immigrants, dropping them off all around the country for at least two years. We get flights into Westchester Airport in the dead of night, and they are fully coordinated. When they step off the airplanes, they are ushered into buses. The buses then take them who knows where, You have NGOs, you have other organizations that are helping the Democrats funnel illegal immigrants all around the country. And yet, not a peep. Republicans have been asking, who is funding this? Where 
Where are these immigrants being housed? How is all of this happening? You can't get any answer from your government. The United States government is not transparent about any of this. Yet this woman sits here with the ridiculous claim that things at the border are being well managed and that there's a process in place. The only process in place at our southern border is called chaos. There's open chaos from the dereliction of duty that Joe Biden has engaged in. He has not met his constitutional obligations to secure the borders of the United States. He's done the exact opposite. And now Republicans, according to this press girl, are meddling into the affairs of the federal government. Well, the federal government has meddled into the affairs of every state in this union. Every city government that has to take on the cost of educating illegal immigrants, providing them health care, providing them shelter, providing them food, has been meddled with. No one talks about the budget of Texas and how it has been impacted, not just now, but for decades, with this endless flow of illegal immigrants. Nobody talks about California. In fact, California welcomes them in with open arms. Get your welfare here. Come on, come on up, get whatever welfare we can give you that the American taxpayers are paying for. Arizona has been overwhelmed with illegal immigrants. Their budgets are bleeding because of this problem that the federal government refuses to take responsibility for. And finally, we get two governors that are fed up with this. Governor Abbott and the governor of Arizona. And they say, okay, you know what we're going to do? We're going to ship some of these immigrants right up to D.C. Three months later, 4,000 immigrants, and you have the D.C. mayor saying, we need the National Guard. This is overwhelming our city. And what she means by that is, this is overwhelming our budget. We don't have the money to deal with these people. Because there are already homeless If you go to D.C., seeing homeless on the streets there is nothing new. But all of a sudden, now you have a lot of homeless that are coming here from other countries and being shipped up by the state of Texas, and oh, no, no, that's overwhelming them. And so when you get Peter Ducey finally asking this press girl about it, earlier on she left. It's nice the state of Texas is helping them to get to their final destination. She made fun of it. Now it's not a joking matter. Now, all of a sudden, we've got to have the National Guard. On the Border, the podcast that we do with Todd Benzman, we haven't updated in a while. We're going to do so shortly. But we have been predicting, folks, the United States, if this is unchecked, will have the biggest influx of illegal immigrants this year in our history. The numbers we are dealing with are beyond almost comprehension. If this goes unabated on the scale that it is right now, the Biden administration will bring in enough illegal immigrants to recreate the size of Los Angeles. We're talking over 6 million 
illegal immigrants in one year into the United States. And the Biden administration is doing absolutely nothing about it. So it is ironic to hear this press girl all of a sudden with her faux outrage. How dare Republicans ship illegal immigrants? They're being political pawns. What have illegal immigrants been to Democrats for decades? A source of cheap labor? A source of building up the welfare roles in individual states? A potential new voting block? And by the way, Democrats talked about that. Before you start saying that James Golden Bostonley is talking about the great replacement theory, no, Democrats brought that up and have been bringing it up. They call it the browning of America. And they've been talking about it for decades. It's happening now at a pace that the United States cannot sustain. So now what we get is this press girl from the White House feigning outrage because finally the governors of Texas, the governors of Arizona have had enough of the shenanigans of the federal government and are trying to do something to impact this intolerable situation. 800-848-WABC. We're going to start with your phone calls when we get back. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurley, it's our Saturday morning radio extravaganza. Right back. Bo knows politics and so much more. A true connection to real New York on 77 WABC. The Bee Gees bring us back on our Saturday morning our radio extravaganza. Of course, this is the big hit. Wow, did this define the disco era? Night Fever. Let's start on the telephone, shall we? Christine in Dutchess County, thank you for hanging on. What's on your mind this morning? Good morning, Jim. Happy to be speaking. Um, I heard that Trump and DeSantis are going to pair up for 2024 presidential election. Have you heard this? And what do you think of the chances of that happening? I like I, it. I, I don't know. Here's what I think, though. If you, wow, this is a tough one. I love Donald Trump. I love Ron DeSantis. I think they're both alpha males. I think they're both strong leaders. And I think it is unusual to find two strong leaders like this where one will subordinate himself to become the number two. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know whether that would happen or not. I think that one or the other will be the nominee. And the other might wait. If it's DeSantis, he might wait. I don't know. I don't know what to think. You know, Ron DeSantis, 
I saw a speech that Ron DeSantis gave in Florida at the Sunshine Summit last week. And I remarked to a few of my friends, this speech was really a speech that you almost would expect to hear from a presidential candidate. Now, I'm not saying that was his intention at all. I'm not trying to speak for the governor of Florida. I'm just saying the way it struck me. It was it struck me and the crowd was so enthused it was almost being at a political uh it was almost like they were attending a rally. So I don't know. I would like to see either or, to be honest with you. I would like to see either Trump Of course, Trump. Of course, Donald Trump. And I would also like to one day be able to say President Ron DeSantis, because Ron DeSantis is a gifted politician. He is a no-nonsense leader. But look what Donald Trump has done, and we should never forget this. Donald Trump, and you've got a lot of Republicans turning on him right now. Well, not a lot, but some. It is hard to underestimate the impact that Donald Trump, or overstate the the impact that he's had, not just on American politics, but on world politics. This is a man who, as president, finally took on NATO and took on our European allies and say, you guys are not living up to your responsibilities. And it was an uncomfortable conversation. Liberals had a fit. They had a fit. But now, Europe... Europe is more prepared to defend themselves than they ever were, thanks to Donald Trump. Donald Trump took on China, the biggest bad actor on the world stage, and he won a trade war with China. The liberal media ignored the fact that Donald Trump was playing the best hand that an American president has ever played in foreign policy, at least in recent memory. They still will not give him credit for what he did with China. He reigned in the theft of American intellectual property. He reigned in China's manipulation of the currency markets. He reigned in the flagrant bullying that China was engaging with the United States when it comes to trade, and yet he gets no credit for that. Donald Trump, thanks to him keeping his promises about the Supreme Court ended the horror of the American genocide that has gone on since Roe v. Wade. That may be the single biggest accomplishment that the Trump Trump legacy has. Of course, abortion has not stopped in the United States. It is now in the hands of the state governments as per our Constitution. It was never an enumerated right, so it should have always remained within the states. Now we have a Supreme Court that is actually looking for guidance in their decision-making to the United States Constitution. That is what Donald Trump did. Donald Trump turned America from an energy importer to an energy exporter. He turned around the economy. He brought jobs back from overseas. He lowered the corporate tax rate, which enabled a jobs boom in this country that 
Democrats said was impossible. Many of you will remember Obama saying, well, what's he going to do? Wave a magic wand? Well, what's he going to do? How are you going to do it? What's he going to do? Wave a magic wand? Well, he didn't wave a magic wand. He applied common sense to the economy and turned this economy around when people said it couldn't. Now, you can have all these people that are bad-mouthing Trump, and you have the persecution that's going on by this this hack job of an attorney general in New York, Letitia James, who doesn't deserve to represent this this glorious state with her obs- Trump obsessed hatred, along with this 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 prosecutor in Georgia, these persecutors of the Democrat Party, and this 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 corrupt J six committee. One more time, I'd like to stress that I don't have any, any sympathy for people that vandalized the United States Capitol. They should be held to account. But what is happening with this J6 committee is distorting what law and justice is in America. And the Department of Justice is a shamefully corrupt agency. So I would like to see Donald Trump finish a second term and do more of the same. And by the way, Donald Trump did all of that with Republican establishment people stabbing him in the back politically like Paul Ryan every chance they got. They didn't help. They tried to hurt Donald Trump at every, some of the people that he trusted to bring in the administration turned out to be snakes to try to stab him and undermine his presidency. He did all of this, fighting the Democrat progressive machine and fighting the establishment Republican machine. So to me, Donald Trump has earned the right to be the the Republican nominee in 2024, if he chooses. If he chooses not to run, there's only, at this point, one clear front runner. There may be others. And let me just say this about the Republican Party. We've got Doug Yunkin in Virginia. He doesn't get the kind of press that Ron DeSantis does, but he's doing a great job in Virginia. Don't forget, we've got Christy Nome out there in South Dakota. She's doing a wonderful job out there. This is a woman who could certainly be president of the United States of America. And, of course, we have Ron DeSantis from the free state of Florida, and he has earned, he has earned respect from all over the country for the way that he's managed that state, especially with the mainstream media doing to him what they tried to do to Donald Trump, which is to to demonize him because he did not give in to their COVID scam. And what do I mean by COVID scam? COVID was real. COVID was very real. But the government did not follow the science on dealing with 
COVID. And we still don't know where the money went. Where did the money go? We know that a bunch of pharmaceutical companies got rich, very wealthy, in fact. Thank you to a government mandate. But we also know that these vaccines that are out now, and I am vaxxed, I'm not an anti-vaxxer, these vaccines have not functioned the way that other vaccines have functioned. And on top of that, there are people being injured by these vaccines, and the government will do nothing about those people. In fact, they have indemnified the drug companies. This is a scandal. And we don't know the true origins of it. Whether China did this intentionally or by accidentally, they have never been held to account because the political will in Washington is not to do it. So, has Donald Trump earned the right to be the president, the presidential nominee for the Republican Party in 2024? Absolutely. Would Ron DeSantis make a great presidential nominee? Absolutely. And there are others. Christy Nome, Doug Youngkin. We've got a bench of Republican conservatives now that mean business. This is unlike anything we have ever seen. We don't have the standard bearers anymore of the phonies like John McCain, rest his soul, and Mitt Romney. We have genuine, bona fide conservatives who are unafraid to leave, to lead this nation, and who are unafraid of Democrats. This is a welcome change. And an all due to Donald Trump taking on Democrats and taking on the Republican establishment. That is a long answer to your question. I thank you for the call. Okay, hour number one, done. We're back with hour number two of our Saturday morning radio extravaganza. Later in the next hour, we're going to be giving away a pair of tickets. You're going to want to be here. And later on today, Princess Di joins us. So keep it right here. WABC Talk Radio 77, your Saturday morning radio extravaganza with Bo Snurley, and we're coming back right after this. Nerdly on 77 WABC, the crown jewel of American radio. Welcome to our number duo. Here we are, Saturday morning, WABC Talk Radio 77. I love those uh, weekend reports we get from Frank Diaz, where he summarizes the news during the week. One of the things that Frank said was that the Supreme Court overwhelmingly, you, Americans want term limits. To that I say, and I, his reporting is accurate. I read the story. That is exactly what this so-called poll says. But to the poll, I say BS. You know, polls can say anything that you want them to say if you know how to manipulate them. If you know how to manipulate the sample base, if you know how to manipulate the methodology of the poll, you can make a poll have the results that you want it to. I guarantee you, I guarantee you that if we were to poll every single American right now, we would not nearly find that number of Americans saying, oh, yeah, we have to have term limits for the Supreme Court. For a lot of people, it's not even on their radar. Most of the time, it's either likely voters or registered voters. 
most of the time is within certain age demographics. Not all Americans. And you know what? I just don't, I'm not buying it. I don't buy it. This is what Democrats want. Because Democrats have now, are now looking at a court where they're not going to get their way like they used to. And so now the move is on to, to try to dirty up Justice Thomas. They're doing their best with that. In fact, that sniveling member of the J6 committee out of, from California admitted as much that they want to target Justice Thomas by using his wife. These people fear what's coming down for the, from the Supreme Court, and they're going to do everything they can to discredit the Supreme Court. Only when the Supreme Court issues liberal rulings is everything well and dandy in liberal world. As long as the Supreme Court was giving rulings that, favored, that were what the liberals wanted, you never heard anything about term limits. They could stay forever as long as they keep giving out liberal, liberal rulings. But the minute that they start dealing with constitutional rulings, oh, no, 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 we have to have term limits. Oh, no, no, we can't have this. Liberals assume that what they want is what the country wants, and it is not so. And so you listen to these reports, and and just use your logic on this, folks. We have a divided electorate. Almost, when you look in some places, an evenly divided electorate, roughly even Right? These presidential elections sometimes can be very close. When you look at where the difference in parties are, sometimes it's very close, 50% here, 50% there, 49, 48 here, 47 here. It's a divided electorate. So then how with a divided electorate, when they come up with these polls, is it overwhelmingly what Democrats want? It's a bunch of BS. This is part of the you can't trust anything to be true that you hear from the mainstream media anymore. And I'm telling you, you have to question everything that comes from the mainstream media. Be skeptical of all of it. Because there there is so much ideology behind what the mainstream media in this country is projecting. And so little real journalism anymore. One of the things that came up with all of this nonsense with the left and guns. I want you to listen to this from, this is a member of the squad. Democratic Massachusetts Representative Ayanna Presley. On Wednesday, this squad member said that gun manufacturers are, quote-unquote, inciting violence against black people while upholding white supremacy. This is coming from a woman who was elected to Congress, a woman who supposedly is smart. She was speaking at a congressional hearing on firearm manufacturers. She alleged that gun manufacturers 
quote-unquote, sell weapons of war to anyone who wants them and rake in profits at the expense of communities, forced to deal with the consequences of their greed. See also that the gun manufacturers use marketing tactics that spread white supremacy and embolden far-right extremist groups. I think the point remains, she said, as long as gun manufacturers have immunity to sell their weapons of war using harmful marketing tactics, black and brown communities will continue to be targeted, and that has got to change. In the face of white supremacy, my neighbors and I are undeterred in the pursuit of healing and the true justice, and we will not let gun makers incite violence against us with impunity. I don't even know where to start with this. So according to this member of the squad, gun manufacturers are manufacturing guns because they're a bunch of white supremacists who want to spread white supremacy. All right. According to this member of the squad, black people in America are the victims of the gun manufacturers who incite the violence upon them. So when you see these black kids that are killing other black kids in record numbers, it's not the black kids' fault that are out there doing this murder, doing these drive-by shootings, doing these gang bangings. No, it's not their fault. It's the gun manufacturers. The gun manufacturers make them buy the make them buy weapons illegally because most of these guys people don't get their weapons legally. So the the white supremacist gun manufacturers go to these black neighborhoods and make these young black men especially buy these weapons illegally and then shoot up each other and shoot up their neighborhoods. And it's all the fault of the gun manufacturers. It has nothing to do with the lack of morals and the lack of respect for the sanctity of life that is now part of the culture in many of these communities. No, 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 it's always somebody else, and it's always somebody else who happens to be white and who happens to be greedy and who happens to be all these other names that this woman can conjure up. But it's never the fault of the people who actually do the violence. It's never the fault of the parents who raise their children to be little thugs in waiting. We saw pictures of this two-year-old child or, or, or toddler a few weeks ago cursing out a police officer. No, no, no. It's not the fault of those parents who inculcate their children with hatred from the earliest possible age. It's not their fault. No, it's the gun manufacturer's fault. They come into these minority communities with their white supremacists and they make them buy weapons and they make them hate people and they make them kill people and they make them do all sorts of bad things because these black people are so inferior that they cannot act like reasonable human beings themselves. Oh, did he say that? Yes, he said it. That's what we are being told. We are being told that black people are so stupid and inferior that they cannot help but become the victims of white supremacist gun manufacturers. This is the kind of racist idiocy that this woman and the rest of these squad people tout on a regular basis. It is sheer idiocy. And yet, 
The press will never call her out for this racist claptrap. She will never be put on a panel and have these words put right back to her and ask her to justify this kind of hateful nonsense that spews from her mouth. Because she's a member of the squad. I'll tell you what. These are the kind of people representing the community. You can see why these communities are in such bad shape. Because if this abject idiocy is the best that you can get from an elected representative and you continue to elect these people, what do you expect to happen to your community? A leader of a community wants the community to be the strongest that it can be. A leader of a community does not want what is taking place in these communities to continue. And in order to stop it, a leader of a community has to deal in truth. You cannot solve the problems of these communities while dealing in racist lies. You cannot solve the problems of these communities while pointing the fingers at others and refusing to take responsibility for the actions of the people in those communities. You cannot solve the problems in these communities without demanding that the residents of these communities change themselves in order to change the dynamic in the communities. You cannot allow the lies to continue and expect to have a truthful, positive outcome. The fact of the matter is in these communities, there is a culture that has been allowed to flourish, that celebrates gangsterism, that celebrates being uneducated, that celebrates criminal behavior, that celebrates irresponsibility, that celebrates dependency on government for too many of the people in those communities. Not everybody, not everybody by a long shot. But this is where it's allowed to flourish. This is where you hear things where you have people coming into your community and these communities killing children. And instead of the citizens in that community being so outraged that the children in their community are being killed, they say things like, if you, if you snitch, you end up with a, you end, snitches end up in ditches with stitches. Because you can't tell the police who these bad actors are in your own community that are killing each other. Because of this unwritten code of silence that protects killers, murderers, rapists, and the worst of the worst of human debris. The gun manufacturers don't make you do this. There's nothing about white supremacy with this. This is all get it together yourselves and stop blaming other people for your for your shortcomings. And in order to get better, you have to admit your shortcomings. 
You can't just continue to point your finger outside and say, I have nothing to do with this. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurley, coming back. More right after this. Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L, on Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Now, here's the soul of excellence, James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, on 77 WABC. WABC, Talk Radio 77 in New York. It is Saturday Remember Larry Cudlow comes up after this. Well, I haven't heard this in so long. Let's go back to the telephone, shall we? And talk with Marianne in Kingston. Hi, Marianne. Good morning. How are you? Hi. Let me take you off speaker. Hi. Um, thank you for taking the call, and um, I love your show. Uh, to get to the point, there's a group called Uniting New York State, and um, I'm trying to make this as brief as possible, so I'll start from the present. Um, Kathy Hochul had decided that she needs to have the power to put people in quarantine camps, and um, she gave that power to her um, health commissioner to do that, anyone that they think is a health threat. And um, this got to the attention of these people of this group. Uh, An attorney named Bobby Ann Cox um, took it to the Supreme Court in New York State, and um, the Supreme Court in New York State struck down um, Kathy Hochul's intentions. And apparently, Ms. Hochul is going judge shopping to try to appeal this. And I think this is absolutely terrifying. Well, I'm glad you brought that to our attention, for those who didn't know. Uh, this unelected governor of New York is a disaster. She had the and has the authority to instantly overturn what has happened in New York with these backfired bail reform laws that allow criminals back on the streets. For goodness sakes, we just the other week had an attempted assassination in the very governor's race that she's running in. And within hours, the attempted assassin was back on the streets. And yet this woman will do nothing about it. 
But yet when it comes to these COVID restrictions, she, just like these other power-mad Democrats, like that one Gretchen Witch or, or Gretchen Whitmer or whatever her name in, in Michigan, like Gavin Newsom, who, by the way, I believe firmly Gavin Newsom will be the Democrat nominee for president in 2024. If I had to bet on it today, that's who I think is going to be the Democrats nominee in 2024, Gavin Newsom. But this Hochul is so obsessed with her power that she will not concede that the science has not been followed, not by Cuomo, and she's doing everything she can to follow in those footsteps of just being another power-hungry, power-mad politician when it comes to this COVID business. So I'm not surprised that she is judge shopping to see whether she can get that authority when, in fact, it should never be invested in her. Thank you so much for the call. Appreciate it. Let's go to Queens and Richie. Richie, you're on with James Golden, a.k.a. Snurley. It's our Saturday morning radio extravaganza. Bo knows Rush. All right, first thing, the uh, the Russians witnessed the Chinese government release people into America who had a disease that inflicted America. So when the Russians saw that, and then they saw America blame Akibler Elf and this guy Fauci, who's just a front for the establishment, they knew that was the closing chapter there. They know America is as weak as it'll ever be. People like the squad will get stronger and stronger and bigger and bigger, no matter how many people cry on the radio and talk because of immigration. Immigration has made them more powerful. It rebuilt the hard left of the Democratic Party. Um, People want to know why the hard left of the Democratic Party likes to call little school children the R word and teach them pornography and stuff. Well, listen, let's face the facts and look at the numbers. Democratic Party – Whites are 40%, so they're picking on the minority. That's all they're doing there. And the hard left will get stronger and stronger. The last goal of the left is to win every election, and they're going to do it through legal and illegal immigration. People, you could cry all you want. You will not be reversed. This country could be taken over through the ballot box, whether legally or people stuffing the ballot box because no one ever does anything about it. They don't do anything about race quotas. These people like Carl Hastings and Hochul and Adams, they're all hard left people. And folks, you should know the Assembly Speaker of New York, the Senate Speaker, the majority of the Senate in New York State, they're all hard left people. They're all no bail people. But I want to say something. I'll make a comment no one's ever made. We had those riots in 2020. In 2019, President Bush, along with the hard left Congress, released 4,000 federal prisoners, and they were like reinforcements. They didn't know at the time for the upcoming riots. And then what happened there? What was Trump's reward for trying to curry favor? Wait, wait. He tried to curry favor with the left. And what did they do? They impeached him not once, but twice. Okay, so, Richie, let me just say this. I love your call. You connect a lot of dots that I don't think I would connect. Uh, But, you know, that's your right. I just, there's a little kind of tinfoily hat thing going on here. But some of what you say I can agree with. Now, I do not agree with this dismal attitude that, oh, it's hopeless, and no matter what we do, it's going to be this way. No, it's not hopeless. Things are never hopeless like that. This is America. Okay, you take this energy that you have that you think is so hopeless, and you put this toward helping to change minds. We have more people 
that have gotten off their behinds this year and said, you know what, I'm going to go volunteer at on election day because I'm sick of this. I want to see for myself. I'm going to be the agent of change. That is starting to happen. Now, I realize that living in New York, one can get used to the almost 200 years of Democrat corrupt rule in this city. But that doesn't mean that there aren't breakthroughs. There are enough people that are getting sick of what they see in the city with this crime, with with this continued uh, non-response to common sense, which is you keep murderers in jail, you keep rapists and thugs in jail, you keep the mentally deranged off the streets, especially if they're violent. And people are seeing this happen, and they're not happy about it. Okay? This is not a situation that most New Yorkers are willing to put up with. And if they are given an option where they can vote with their feet for something different, they will. But that option has to be given to them. That option has to be laid before them. That's how Eric Adams got to be mayor, let us not forget. Have you forgotten the wackos that he was running against? The defund the police wackos? The only reason Eric Adams is mayor is because he sounded like the sanest one to many people. I would argue that Curtis Lewa would have done so much better job in making sure that, um, that the, the citizens of New York were safe because that is what Curtis has done for his entire life, his entire adult life. Be that as it may, most people thought Adams was the safer bet. And that's turning out to be a disaster. So I don't think that, I, I, look, I'm not going to ever sign along to this gloom and doom and we can't do anything about it business. I'm No. And as for the, the, the quote-unquote, as the Democrats call it, the browning of America, I don't look at that with fear. So, demo, so the demographics in the country are changing. Conservatism is a message that will spread like wildfire if you have people that are willing to articulate it and people that are willing to stand up. And now we have a greater contrast than ever. Look at what we stand for and look at what they stand for. We're not the ones out here saying we want to groom kindergarten kids. We want to groom first graders. We want to groom second graders into weird sexuality. We're not the ones telling them that my pronoun is he, she, they, cat, frog, bulldog, mountain lion, and all this ridiculousness. That's not what we're doing. We're not the ones saying let's open up the borders and let as much fentanyl in this country to kill as many people as we possibly can. That's not what Republicans are doing. So instead of all this conspiracy stuff, let's stand up for what people see in their freaking neighborhoods every single day of the week. They see the high prices. We're not the ones driving up the prices. This is Joe Biden's economy. Stand up and say so. We don't have to go through all these deep terrains of of mystery and and, and these 4,000 came from here and stood up with that one in the back room with the candle lights and all that conspiracy stuff. Just sit up and tell the truth about what people are seeing every single day. We're not the ones that said, if you don't take this shot, 
you're going to lose your job, even though these health care workers were the ones when there was no vaccinations who were risking their lives for all of us. We're not the ones who stripped them of their livelihoods because they won't take this damn vaccination. That's not us. That's the Democrats. So stand up for what we believe in and go with a clear contrast about who we are and who they are. We may not win every seat, but I'm going to tell you, we do not have the losing message right now. They have the losing message. And all we have to do is be unafraid and fearless, absolutely fearless, and confronting what these liberals are doing to America. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Entertaining and informative. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerdly, is on the air. 77 WABC. <laughs> David Bowie, this was on the Let's Dance album. Modern Love. Seventy-seven WABC listeners, you can win a chance right now to see Joe Osteen at the Yankee Stadium event on Saturday, August sixth. Right now, I have a pair of tickets to give away to you. See Joe Osteen, Yankee Stadium, seventh caller from this point. We have callers online already. Seventh caller to call in from this point. We'll win the tickets. It may take a while before we get that seventh caller because we have so many lines that are already filled. But you can dial 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. And a pair of tickets to see Joel Osteen at Yankee Stadium August 6th will be yours. Be sure to tune in to Boston Early's Rush Hour, too, on Monday. We're going to have more tickets, not just today. Well, I think, yes, we will. We're going to be giving away tickets, I think, through August 2nd for this. So make sure you're here. Later on next hour, we're going to do another ticket giveaway. And that's five for fighting. Yes, in Huntington. More details on that later. Meanwhile, let us go back to the telephone, shall we? Tony in Edison, New Jersey. Welcome. You're on WABC Talk Radio 77. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerdly. Hi, Bo. This is Tony. I spent 25 years in the military because I love this country. I, I love this country the way it was, not the way it is. I, I already I re- refused to let any of my grandkids join the military. Uh, the, the, this Marxist uh, turn that they're doing, this was planned. This was planned. And unless we straighten out our uh, election system, this is not going to get better. Uh, this thing with trying to turn our kids into homosexuals, this is a plan to keep our population down. 
that was started by none other than Trudeau's father with these these vaccines that really do more harm than good. Uh, I, I, I'm really, I, I don't know what to say. I, I, I just hope that we got more people like you and me, and I think we do. I think we do. I think even the lefties that uh, are scared to say that they're not lefties anymore see the light. This is not the Democratic Party that I belong to because I was a Democrat most of my life. But this was during the years when they weren't like they are now. Uh, I, I, I see them trying to destroy this country and they're trying to destroy our economy and they're doing it purposefully. This is not a mistake. This is on purpose. Tony, so I could not I agree with you more. I thank you for your service, by the way, very much. And I'm sure we in the audience do, too. And we agree with you. The Democrats today, this is a breed of Democrats that we have not seen before, these radical leftists. And what they are doing to America, that's what I said. They have given us the greatest contrast that we have ever had between who the parties are. These people are out defending what, what is utter nonsense every single day. And we can stand up and oppose this, and we will win the the arguments where we have to persuade people if we are diligent in making our case. Thank you so much for the call. Norman in Brooklyn, New York. Welcome. You're on WABC Saturday morning radio extravaganza. Hi, Norman. Hi, James. Um, look, um, concerning immigration, um, my mom came to the U.S. in 1939 under a legal quota, and at the same time from Austria, uh, Nazi-occupied Austria. Now, at the time, um, this country accepted my mother under a quota, but at the same time, we were fighting the Nazis. <laughs> uh, we fought the Nazis and uh, basically uh, overthrew a system that was abusing its people. Now, I think by taking people from these, most of these migrants are coming here from Central America, Honduras, Nicaragua. By taking these people without ensuring that the people are, are not being abused in their home countries, that's immoral. Well, let me say this. Number one, in 1939, we were not fighting the Nazis yet. In fact, you had people like Ambassador Joe Kennedy who was sympathizing with the Nazis. Uh, we had people like Charles Lindbergh, believe it or not, that was sympathetic to the Nazis. Okay, but that aside, we would be fighting the Nazis pretty soon. So I understand the point that you were making. As for people coming in, they are not mostly coming in from just there. We have people now that are, look, everyone knows in the world, because they see it, that the way into the United States is through the poorest southern border. What we have coming in right now, we have a new influx of Cuba unloading the undesirables and sending them through Nicaragua to the southern border of the United States. We also have we also have people coming in from Venezuela. We have people coming in from Africa. We have people coming in through the Middle East, and guess what? We don't vet them. For all we know, we're importing remnants of al-Qaeda through the southern borders because this administration has failed miserably on purpose to defend the national security of the United States at our borders. So 
I'll tell you what, the borders are a mess. And for those who did come here legally, that's I can understand them being more upset than anyone else. They went through the changes to actually obey the law. And yet you see these millions of people pouring in here now with no regard to the law. And this administration and their Democrat allies in California and other so quote-unquote sanctuary states welcome them in with open arms. Again, a sharp area of contrast, and we need to make the case that it is such. Mike in the Poconos. Thanks for the call, Norman. Appreciate it. Mike in the Poconos, you're on WABC Talk Radio 77, James Golden, a.k.a. Snurdly. All right, Bo. Middle of the morning, always good listening to you. And you touched on so many points I agree with, you know, with what's going on, what we're witnessing in our country. Um, I was laughing earlier, you know, uh, talking about J-Lo and booty call. People love the booty call. I'm told by. <laughs> and, you know. We spoke about Chick Corea a couple of weeks ago. I was going to speak about music, but here's a little something, okay? Uh, I always had respect in that previous caller. Uh, kudos to you, my man, uh, a military veteran. And I missed Vietnam by one year. I worked with a lot of guys, MTA, um, Metro North, who were Vietnam vets. And I always had respect for veterans and the police. You know, what's going on, and, Bo, you touched on it, you know, uh, um, out of control, uh, wide open borders, National Guard, recent visitors to our good country. You know, everything is just uh, falling apart. Joe Biden, dummy, and his son Hunter, you know, diabolical, They're, you know, fast talking uh, money makers with their schemes. Everything's falling apart. And you know what? Uh, I agree too with what you said. Donald Trump. You know, he was always tweeting and, and always had a comment, which is good. They threw him under the bus. Are they throwing any of the Democrats far left under the bus? No. It's it's outrageous. You know, looting in the streets, murder, shooting, uh, uh, killing fields uh, in, in, you know, Chicago, New York, Miami, you name it. And, uh, and I think DeSantis, like you said, uh, Bo, he would be. Uh, the next most logical uh, candidate is the elephants and the donkeys. You know, go with the elephants. It's it's going to hell, and I hope uh, we get back to where we once were, Bob. Thank you so much. I appreciate the call. Always great to hear from you, Mike. Uh, Princess Di, you're listening, I know. Princess Di, I'm going to ask you about who you think will be the Democrat nominee in 2024. My contention is it's Gavin Newsom. My contention is they're already running the campaign to make sure that Gavin Newsom will depose, one way or another, will depose Joe Biden. We do have a winner in the Joe Osteen tickets, Christopher from Warwick, New Jersey. Thank you, my friend. Glad you got through. Hope you enjoy the big event. Let us know after you go how it works out. Christopher, appreciate that. Oh, yeah. Hey, Bo, thank you. Thank you so much for uh, for the, the tickets. Man, you're quite welcome. Look, I hope that you enjoy it. And when you after it's all over, give us a call back. Let us know how you how, how it worked out for you. Thank you, Christopher. Yes, thank you. All righty, let's go to Jack in Connecticut. You're on with Bo Snurley, a.k.a. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurley, here on our Saturday morning rush, uh, radio extravaganza. I started to say rush hour. 
it all bleeds in together. Jack, welcome. How are you? Hey, Bo. Nice to talk to you. I wanted to just talk about your opinion about Donald Trump being the candidate. I think the question isn't whether or not he earned it. The question is, who's the best conservative who has a good chance to win? I think that's really the question. I voted for Donald Trump in 2016 and 20, but I'm very concerned about his chances to win. It's about 40% of the country that dislikes him. If you really look at the other two elections, I think the narrative is wrong. You went against Hillary Clinton, who's a horrible candidate. Nobody likes her. Uh, other Republicans could have also won. I, I, I disagree with the, with the theory that only Trump could have won. He barely won by just having a close election in Pennsylvania, mainly. And then he lost to Biden, who's probably the maybe the worst candidate ever. So as much as I love what he did, I think we have to focus on who could win. And personally, I think the guy who has the best chance of winning is Tim Scott. And I, I kind of wish he would run, because if you look at this, if we win the Senate and the House, it does not mean that much. Look what Biden's doing now with the executive. Energy policy, foreign policy, border policy. We need everything, the executive, the House, and the Senate. And I just think Trump, he has, he, I don't think he has a good chance of winning. He's not going to run against uh, Biden or Harris. He may run against Newsom. He could run against Michelle Obama. And I think Michelle Obama honestly would have a good chance of beating him. So that's my feeling. As much as I like what he's done, I don't think he should be the candidate. I think he should step down and say what's best for the country is a candidate who could win. That's my well, viewpoint. This is where I disagree with you. I think Donald Trump could win handily. And I think Donald Trump would win handily head to head against Joe Biden if, if we have enough Republican poll watchers at every single poll, including in blue cities. And we had people that are actually paying attention. I think that Donald Trump would win handily. Secondly, Michelle Obama, in my humble opinion, is not ever going to run for presidency. She's and Barack are enjoying the good life. They're in the good life. They don't no, and she she never liked being in the public eye anyway. She said as much, and she said as much over and over again. And that's one of the reasons, even Barack, you don't hear Barack out there like other past presidents. Now, he may be pulling some strings behind the scenes. I'm not denying that. But engaged in the day-to-day, uh-uh, he's out, he's out living the good life, too. And as for, you, you know what I think about Ron DeSantis, love him. But love Donald Trump, too. Now, some of the others, <clears throat> I don't think it's going to be Harris at all. She's disliked even more than Biden. Biden, as you say, is not popular. I don't think it's going to be him. Even Democrats are being open right now that they don't want Joe Biden again. So I do think that this next race is, if Donald Trump can work through these persecutions that are ongoing, he's got three. He's got this corrupt DOJ persecution that's happening in slow motion. He's got this corrupt New York City political hack, Letitia James, trying to come with her nonsense. And this woman out of Fulton County, Georgia, these Soros DAs to deal with. 
if he gets through that and the corrupt Department of Justice, I think he'll be just fine going in for a second term if he wants it. And we don't even know whether he wants it. But if he does want it, I think it's his for the taking. Anyway, James Golden, bolstered with you. You may disagree, and I understand. Love your call. Love to discuss politics. And the good news is nobody's opinions are wrong. We just have to wait and see what happens. I'll be right back. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Bo knows politics. And so much more. A true connection to real New York on 77 WABC. Maroon 5 brings us back. Okay, it has been a while since I've heard that. And it sounds sounds great. Wow. WABC Talk Radio 77. Let's head back to the telephones. Jim in Long Island, thank you for waiting. Thank you for holding. How are you? Hello, Hello, Paul. Thank you for taking my call. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm calling. It's kind of a follow-up of yesterday. I think one of the most important and respectfully one of the most underreported stories is this ESG. Uh, and even that is misleading. What it really is is ESCG, which stands for Environmental, Social, Corporate Governance. And what it is basically is a partnership between government, mostly Democrats, and private business, mostly technology and financial institutions in which they unilaterally determine standards for your environmental use and your social standing based on what they determine you should or shouldn't be doing. And if you deviate from what they decide is acceptable in terms of how you use energy or what your opinions are on anything, whether it has to you know, do with how you use pronouns or if you think the election was stolen, or if you think Biden is competent or not, or, or any host of issues. If you disagree with what their standard is, they can use your social and environmental credit score to deny you a job, deny you a loan, deny you a credit card, inc- deny you insurance. And I think people don't really understand how important this is. And what they're doing is doing this under the guise of environment when it's really not. That's just one aspect of it. Um, and I think this is something that really needs to be, uh, really needs to be addressed and, and make more people aware of it. Jim, thank you for the call. Look, I- I'm going to say up front, and, and I hear what you're saying, I do not subscribe to that belief. 
that there is one central authority that is doing all of that one coordinated central authority. I'm not buying it. However, that said, what you are saying is happening. Well, you just said you're not buying it. Oh, no, no. Let me say something to you. We had a political candidate, and she was deemed by the mainstream press to be anti-Muslim because she had gotten into a dispute with a Muslim taxi driver, and it got blown out of proportion, and her side was never told. And she was, at the end of the day, the bank, she was ticked off all social media platforms. Then she was not allowed to use her bank card. Every means of her personal finance and her personal life was slowly canceled and stripped from her because of her political ideology. I know this to be true. I know who she is. I don't want to mention her name. And I've had long talks with her about all this, by the way. The ability for the left to cancel people in America is real. Now, I don't believe that there's some partnership between Democrats and uh, the, the, the environmental left, and that's where this mechanism lies. But we look at the power of these social media companies. It is disturbing. If you look at the way that even children are being tracked by social media companies, it is highly disturbing. If you look at the way people can be canceled for having views that go against the narrative of the left, it is highly disturbing and needs to be addressed. So from that standpoint, I do agree with the last caller here. I'm just not signing on to this one central agency that's in charge of doing all this stuff. Not yet, anyway. I don't see any proof of that. And I, I I, am just skeptical of a lot of this tinfoil hat stuff. I'm just, uh, look, I didn't buy this QAnon stuff when it was going to. I used to, I stopped arguing with those people on Twitter ages ago. They used to always, cue this, cue that. I said to myself, you're a cue nut. Give me a break with this cue business. And it turned out to be a total farce. I bet you there's some Q supporters out there right now getting totally ticked off at me because I'm actually calling it out. But this whole tinfoil hat business, nah, not me. Ralph, New Jersey, welcome. WABC Talk Radio 77, Saturday morning radio extravaganza. Thank you. Thank you, Will. Um, You know, I find it deeply disturbing how Joseph Biden is trying to engage with China right now. Especially this, uh, you know, situation with Nancy Pelosi, whether he will show up, whether she will show up in Taiwan or whether she will not. Okay, let's not allow another country to determine our foreign policy because that's a perception is reality, bro. That's what it feels and looks like to me. Okay, it looks like uh, the United States is being bullied. They're telling us, hey, if she dares go over there, we're going to shoot her plane out of the sky. That's what they're telling us. 
and and basically the the Biden doctrine is setting the world on fire. And you know the but the panda bear and Winnie the Pooh over in China, he wasn't blustering. And I don't like to really believe he's blapping either. When he said, if you are playing with fire, we warn you. You will get, it's kind of like, you know, you will get born. It's kind of like doing the red line upon us. Okay? Yes, uh, it is. But, but, <laughs> it's, no, no, no. Ralph, it's not kind of like. That's what it is. They're pulling a red line. They're saying you better not cross this line or we are going to shoot down one of your leaders. They're saying it in the open. It's not kind of like a red line. It is a red line. Go ahead, Ralph. You get the last word. The, the, the conversation uh, between the, the leader of uh, China and then Joseph Biden went on for over an hour. How come, he, considering that he just got the virus, how come he did not raise the issue of the origin of this virus? Because, really, it's a lovely. We're crying out loud. Oh, come now, Ralph. Ralph, Ralph, Ralph. You're asking me questions that you already know the answer to. Why didn't Joe Biden confront the Chinese about the origins of the COVID virus? Huh? While he's sitting around with COVID just a week ago. Huh? He knows better. That's why. He knows better. And besides, if he does that, then just maybe, I'm not sure about this, but just maybe, oh, Xi Jinping would say, how's that money we gave Hunter? How's that money? By the way, where did all that money that we funneled to Hunter, where's all that money going? Hmm? And that would shut things up in a real quick, fast hurry. I'll tell you what, folks. This business with China... This is where Donald Trump excelled like no other president in recent memory in confronting the corrupt and communist Chinese government. Now we're back to seeing what Democrats do. They're scared. They're helpless. They're timid. Now, Democrats will go after us like we're the biggest enemy in the world. All, all, they will use anything in their arsenal to go after us. When it comes to defending America against the evil communists of the world, all of a sudden they turn into little putty cats. Hour number two, done. Hour number three, we've got a ticket giveaway coming up. Hour number three, we have Princess Di coming up. Hour number three, we have your calls coming up. It's going to be fun. Bo Snurley, Saturday morning, Radio Extravaganza continues on WABC Talk Radio 77. We're coming back right after this. It's James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, on 77 WABC, the crown jewel of American radio. And so soon we approach hour number three. Indeed, it is our Saturday morning radio extravaganza. Your call is welcome. 800-848-WABC, the number to call. Uh, there is a story that we will lead off with going after drag queens. Anna Navarro rants over DeSantis' opposition to minors. 
at drag shows. The View co-host, Anna Navarro, Trump hater, ranted against Republican Florida Governor Ron DeSantis yesterday for filing a complaint against a bar that hosted a drag show with minors present. And this was a bar. And there was a little toddler running around in the hands of one of these drag performers, et cetera, et cetera. Navarro claimed, get this, claimed DeSantis is attempting to portray LBGTQ people as rumors. Wow. By suing a Miami bar called Our House for allegedly exposing minors to sexuality and sexual sexual explicit content. He's suing them because there was one brunch where there was one child and there's a video and he thinks that that's inappropriate and he thinks that's worth, instead of passing property insurance in Florida, he thinks it's worth going after the drag queens, Navarro said. So once again, we have liberals defending this kind of behavior. DeSantis is not backing down. He's not backing down one bit. He's saying that having kids involved in this kind of thing is wrong. It's not consistent with the law and policies in the state of Florida. It's a disturbing trend in our society to try to sexualize these young children. That's not the way you look out for our children. You protect children. You don't expose them to things that are inappropriate. Now, the people in the bar are saying, by the way, that this is a misunderstanding and they hope that they are able to work through it without having their liquor license removed because if their liquor license is removed by this by by the governor's filing of this complaint that would most likely mean that this bar would have to shut down but this is the bar that hosted this drag show and they have this toddler running around in this bar with this adult drag performer and of course you have democrats and this so-called republican Anna Navarro defending it Which brings us to our little segment that we'd like to do every week, the liberals of TikTok. Diego, we have some liberals of TikTok, don't we? What do we have in store for our audience this week with the liberals of TikTok? So first off, we got libs of TikTok, queer, trans, early childhood educator explains why we need to talk to preschoolers about gender and sexuality. Okay, let's listen to this. Hi, I'm Linz. I'm a queer and trans educator and children's performer, creator, writer. You might know me from my web series, Queer Kid Stuff, where I talk about gender and sexuality stuff for all ages with a preschool audience in mind. And I write for preschool, preschool television, do a lot of preschool. stuff in early childhood ed. The short answer to this question is that we need to talk to preschoolers about sexuality and gender because any later is too late. The long answer to this is that this is the age when children start to self-identify. They start to understand themselves and in relation to the world around them. They need to understand different gender diversity because the Academy of Pediatrics actually says that most children have a solid understanding of their gender identity by the age of four, and that is inclusive of cis as well as trans and non-binary kids. Preschoolers need to understand sexuality because of the world around them. They might not identify with a sexuality yet, but their parents do, and their friends' parents do. And in order to understand different family structures, 
and other people's experiences and develop empathy, they need to understand queerness. Preschoolers are exposed to sexuality every day. Just look at literally any Disney movie where there is heterosexual kissing. It is normal to talk to kids about straight relationships and straight couples and nuclear heterosexual families. So why should queerness and queer families and queer sexuality be any different? Kids as young as preschoolers need to understand gender and sexuality in order to develop empathy for others and to be able to understand themselves in relationship to the world around them and the people around them. Once you get past this age, it's a lot harder to undo and complicate the ideas of the kind of cis heteronormative world that these kids and, and we are in. The View co-host Anna Navarro ranted against Republican Florida Governor Ron DeSantis on Friday for filing a complaint against a bar that hosted a drag show with minors present. Navarro claimed DeSantis is attempting to portray LBGTQ people as groomers. Uh, what do we have next? Next we have, quote, it is safer for a black woman to get an abortion than to give birth because most of the time black women die during childbirth. Yeah, this is a really interesting piece of idiocy, my friends. You need to listen closely to this one to hear the logic and the lies that are being expounded with the authority, with the imprimatur of somehow that they're true. Listen to this. People throw around the statistic that abortion is 14 times safer than childbirth, but that has been... Have you ever seen the healthcare system when a black woman tries to give birth? It's statistically proven that black women are two to three times more likely to die during childbirth because of the lack of attention that they receive while they're trying to actually go through their labor process. It goes all from how their HIPAA rights are not even re respected to how they're treated in the hospital and how they're not even given epidurals when they're asking for epidural and how there are so many actions that are taken against women of color that they just don't get heard. And so most of the time, black women die during childbirth. But I find it so easy for white women to just sit here and say that it's actually not safer. You mean it's not safer for me to remove something that could likely kill me in the future? Where do you start with this? Okay, according to this colossal jewel of human ignorance, most black women die during childbirth. How does the black population live at all if most black women die during? The statement on its face is just incredibly ignorant. <clears throat> and I'm being kind. Next, black women in hospitals ask for epidurals, and the mean white people say, no, you can't have an epidural. And she knows this how? There's evidence of this where? And, yes, my friends, you need to get rid of this thing inside you because this thing inside you 
this baby is killing you. This woman one day might be somebody's mother. It is a scary, scary thought. What else do we have? Lastly, we have Libs of TikTok class to normalize spitting into drinks of Trump supporters. Ah, let's listen to this, Jim, shall we? Normalize spitting in the Trump supporters. Are you at a bar or brewery or restaurant in which you did not expect to see a Trump supporter? Because their website and uh, decor otherwise declared that they are LGBTQIA plus friendly. Maybe they've got a pride flag. Maybe, maybe they've got a BLM flag in their window. But you still, for some reason, see an ungodly Trump supporter, and heaven forbid, they're also wearing Trump merchandise? Well, take an unfinished drink from a table, spit in it, bring it over to them, and tell them that you bought them one. And then pray to whatever glorious creature gets you out of bed in the morning that they'd take a sip of it and, and suffer for the rest of the day. Thank you. Goodbye. Yes, darling, goodbye. Now, do you take your mask off before you spit in the drink? Good question. I don't know. Clarification. Thank you. Well, that's our little segment there. We're on Libs from TikTok, and we, this woman is doing yeoman's work, by the way. Libs from TikTok. She is doing amazing work. And we're going to feature the audio that she, every single week, we're going to play Libs from TikTok. Because you need to hear what your friends on the left are doing. Well, what have we got coming up? We've got Princess Die coming up, and we have a ticket away, a ticket giveaway coming up as well as your call. So don't go away. James Golden, it's our Saturday morning radio extravaganza here on WABC. We are coming right back. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Uh, my friends, by the way, the Mega Millions jackpot, yeah, $1.28 billion. Third largest, United States. Here are the numbers from last night, in case you want to check your tickets. 13, 36, 45, 57, 67, and the gold mega ball number was 14. The mega plier, whatever the heck that is, <clears throat> was two times. It's time for Radio Royalty with James Golden and America's Princess of Policy, Princess Di. <laughs> if I had wanted, I wouldn't be here right now. Princess Di would be doing the show alone. <laughs> I didn't win it. Well, <clears throat> so I'm here. <laughs> Just saying. And we're, we're so happy you are. <laughs> I'd be scouting my purchase right now. And no, I'm not buying the Epstein Island. There's got to be another one somewhere for sale. Oh, oh Princess Di. <laughs> hey, Princess Di, did you realize that most black women die during childbirth? I didn't oh, know that. my goodness. It's so not true, obviously. Yeah. And most black women, when they, have you ever seen one? They ask for epidurals, and they don't give them. They, no, you can't have one. You're black. No epidurals for you. God, these people come up with every freaking one. Oh, my goodness. And they're always so certain. Do you notice that? That liberals right. who know nothing are always declarative and assertive of their untruths. 
Now I read you 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 talked about this yesterday, Princess Di, about how this deal between Manchin and Schumer unraveled. And then I read it today and I, I, I was on the floor laughing at some of the details of this thing. Apparently, from what I read, and, and correct me if I'm wrong here, John Cornyn, the guy that signed on to the Democrats gun deal was a key player in getting that microchip bill passed. You know, that the ones that Pelosi's tried to do the insider trading on. Right. Right. And so he got apparently assurances from some Democrats, including Chuck Schumer's staff, that all of this tax and climate stuff was off the table, which was a precondition to get the chip deal. So as soon as Democrats got the chip deal, what'd they do? They turned around and snookered him and said, sucker. (laughs) Same day. Absolutely. You know, it is just an amazing betrayal. But, you know, you've got to expect that. This is is how Democrats operate. Their word is dirt, as we heard first from uh, the Bill Clinton critics in Arkansas. And it is true across the board. And uh, our friend, John Kennedy, the senator from Louisiana. Louisiana, yes. Yes, he said we got our ass kicked. We got rinky dude, which is a Louisiana <laughs> word for screwed, he said. We got and rinky it, dude. We got rinky dude. Well, thank you, Mitch McConnell. You got rinky dude. And so in addition to the $79 billion CHIPS Act, now we have this new tax and spend bill, uh, the $369 billion energy security and climate change bill that's going to be incorporated in the $750 billion reconciliation package. So they only need 50 votes plus the vice president's. So, yeah, this has been a lose, lose, lose for the Republican Party and for Americans throughout the country, because this is going to be a terrible economic stabbing in the back. Uh, It's going to be more inflation, higher costs with the addition of uh, taxes on corporate um, corporate minimum tax rate increase. So not only are they wasting the money with the spending, but they're increasing taxes, which is going to hurt every one of us. Now, would you please repeat for our audience today? We may have some people that did not hear yesterday. Shame on you, but you're here now. We love it. Um, This environmental component, because I kept asking Diana, they keep saying that they're going to spend $60 billion. $60 billion on environmental justice, but they won't tell us what that means. And you found out what some of it means. Can you tell people in this audience what their $60 billion is going to go for? Well, one of the big ticket items is to fight 
urban heat islands because, as you know, uh, we have been reading that shade is inequitably distributed in this country and rich uh, communities, uh, white communities, get more shade trees than inner city African-American minority communities. And so we have urban heat islands due to the racism of America and the racist highways of America. So this is going to fix that. We need $60 billion from the pockets of taxpayers going into the pockets of Democrat uh, NGOs, non-governmental groups, nonprofits, who are going to get block grants to plant trees. $60 billion. 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 Billions and billions of dollars. (laughs) For Democrats to plant trees because white people have more shade than black people, who, by the way, are the people of the sun and supposedly (laughs) don't need the shade that much. But just saying, Mm -hmm. uh, okay, (laughs) just just saying, don't get mad at me. Well, don't you remember that? Wait a minute. Don't you remember that? Because we had, in in the early days of the Democrat liberal wackoness, these people (laughs) had divided us into the sun people and the ice people. Don't you? Come on, Dan. Don't you remember that? Yes, I do. do Right. And so the sun people, we were the sun people, me, the sun people, and you, Diana Princess Di, you are the ice people. (laughs) And the sun people... We don't need that much shade because we're sun people and you ice people. Well, you all love the shade because you love everything all frozen up. Well, they've changed the rules because money was dangled in front of everybody. So now that's out the window. And besides, nobody remembers that. So it's useful for constantly Democrats and leftists who are looking at that big, you know, pot of gold who change the rules and and will say and do anything necessary in order to get that money from taxpayers. Well, now I'd like to speak with you about Russian collusion, Diana. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) We've heard so much over the years about Russian collusion, and now we actually have a Russian spy that has been charged with collusion. He's been charged with bankrolling three American activist groups to spread pro-Vladimir Putin propaganda and, and Diana, to try to meddle in United States of America elections. (laughs) Yeah. I don't believe a word of this story. I am so sorry. This is a continuation of what happened in 2018. If you remember, the Justice Department charged these unknown 13 Russian nationals with participating in this supposed scheme to to affect the election, and it ended up being some weird $100,000 spent across all uh, social media platforms, you know, in advertisements. Well, this is similar. There was a Russian who who still lives in Russia, by the way. His last name is Ionov, of course. He's Ivan Ionov something. His name is Alexander Ionov. And he 
you know, connected with these little fringe groups, one of which was in St. Petersburg, Florida, the African People's Socialist Party. And he basically had, you know, a few uh, Zoom calls with them and tried to get them to sign a petition basically saying America is oppressive, which is, of course, the position of every leftist group in America. So there is nothing unusual about the message here. And the FBI has swooped in on this supposed collusion, and I think it's just to continue the narrative that Russia's, you know, colluding and Russia's trying to impact our elections. And it's, it's to me, obviously bogus. It's a, a fringe guy who has no influence and a fringe group that has no influence, and yet they have called this one of the most widespread and hugest terrible thing in American history. That was what they said during the raid of this little group in St. Pete and the supposed indictment of this guy in Russia. But it just smacks of, of cartoon plotting, and it, it's none of it is, you know, in my opinion, none of it is real. Okay. Well, I was just, and, and you kind of dashed my hopes. I was hoping that maybe there was a little something to this so we could at least say, yeah, we finally found the collusion, and it's between the Russians and you progressive activists, but oh well. Oh well. Uh, oh well. I have to ask you now, because okay. I, I am, I am, Diana, everything that I have read over the past two or three weeks, finally hit, it, it finally hit me. There is a, pre- a presidential campaign underway right now for the Democrats. And wow. the Democrats, somebody in the Democrat Party has decided it's going to be Gavin Newsom. Gavin Newsom will be the Democrat nominee uh, for the presidential, for the Democrats in 2024. And this guy is getting more good. Pr- really? <laughs> You know, we are not on the same page at all. I think it's laughable. I think Gavin Newsom thinks he has a chance, which is why he's running these ads in Florida. He's trying to hype for himself. This is not an organic Democrat move at all. And one of the reasons is this guy is a white cisgender, whatever the world, he is not going to roll over Kamala Harris, okay? That is not going to happen in the Democrat Party. Are you kidding me? Kamala Harris Do you know why? Listen to me. I I have a reason. Do you know who has already said that? Who? James Clyburn. There is nobody more influential in the Democrat Party presidential run up than James Clyburn. He is responsible for Joe Biden in the first place. And he has said his first choice is Joe Biden and his second choice is Kamala Harris. He is putting it out there. He is signaling you are not rolling over the African-American candidate. It is not happening. And he has made it clear. And let me tell you something. You and I don't agree on this, but I think your caller was correct. I think it's going to be Michelle Obama. I just can't stand it. It will not ever be Michelle I, Obama. I have a little nugget of information which you do not know. Do you know that Crown is publishing a 336-page book 
on November 15th, which is when the the campaign for president opens, by Michelle Obama called The Light We Carry, Overcoming in Uncertain Times. She is coming out with a huge book to be published in 27 countries, huge splash. This is the beginning of her campaign, and she will be very that is what I think, and Gavin Newsom doesn't have a chance in hell. Okay, Gavin, okay. My friends, you are seeing the setup right here, right now on this program. Princess Diana Me, James, you're dead wrong. Gavin Newsom doesn't have a chance in Hades. James, <laughs> Michelle Obama's not going to run for anything. That woman loves the money. For the you for the love of money. Well, where do you yeah, think for the, the love money of money is centered mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. in, in mm-hmm. White House? Mm-hmm. There oh, is James. no better mm-hmm. place to gather money and celebrity than the White House, which is what is going to happen. She's going to run the White House as she did before as a celebrity gathering place, and she will have the power. And Democrats will be so happy to vote for. Her husband being back in there. Now, will will she win? Now, that's not, I'm not saying she'll win. I think that's what she desires. She's not going to run. Michelle Obama will not run for the White House. She doesn't want to sully. Explain the book then. The book is so she can make money. What is the only motivation for the Obamas ever? Netflix, books, money, fame, fame, money. Money, fame, fame, money. That is the Obamas at this point. It's nothing but money. Nothing but money. And that's why and the she good wants life. The White House. She's living yeah. the good life. She's going to be at that little spread they have in California, the spread that they and have Hawaii. in, Ca- Don't in Hawaii. Hawaii. Right. And the spread they have up in Massachusetts at, at that, what's that neighborhood that they all go to up there? To uh, the whole black Martha's and white thing. Vineyard. Yeah, yeah. Martha's the vineyard up there. Isn't that where Ted Kennedy ran that woman off the bridge all those years ago? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's Michelle Obama doesn't care about running for president, and Kamala she Harris. She does more than she has led on, and and it is going to be crystal clear. So I think. You think what? They're cutting I her off. I think that. Mm-hmm. We we should put money on this, whether it's going to be Gavin or Michelle. I I'll agree. Put up a hundred bucks. Ooh, listen to this, and I'll take you up on that. And let me tell you something else: Kamala Harris has as has has as much chance of being in the White House as the fungus from somebody's athletic sock. It ain't going to happen. Ew. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I still think it's going to be Donald Trump, but I do think that that there is going to be a run for his money, and it's going to be the Obamas. Okay, you heard it here. (laughs) President Stein, thank you. We'll look forward to connecting with you next week. Thank you, as always. Sir James. All right. Back right after this. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Welcome to the golden age of radio. James Golden, a.k.a. Bose Nerdly, is on 77 WABC. 77 WABC. Uh, James Golden here. It's our Saturday morning radio extravaganza. Fire for Fighting brings us back. Fire for Fighting is... John Andrasic. 
I'm just out to find the better part of me. I'm more than a bird. I'm more than a plane. I'm more than some pretty face beside a train, and it's not easy to be me. I wish that I could. All right, my friends, did you hear the interview I did with uh, John on Jurassic? It was last week. Great, great interview with a great guy. He's just an amazing. He just got back from Ukraine, and he's been over there really pulling it together. He's trying to pull together a Live Aid concert, a Live Aid-style concert for those people that are suffering in Ukraine. Well, we've got a chance right now for you to win a pair of tickets to see the platinum-selling Grammy-nominated Five for Fighting, John Andrasik, next Tuesday, August 2nd, at the Paramount in Huntington, New York. If you're the seventh caller right now, 800-800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222, you will be invited to tickets for John Andrasik, Five for Fighting at the Paramount in Huntington. So, and if you want to check out the interview, all you have to do, wabcradio.com. As I said, he's just a phenomenal human being. We're proud to call him a friend of the show. Let us go back to the telephones. Let us see. Teddy and Yonkers. Good morning, Bo. How are you, Teddy? Okay, Bo, I like you as a person. I really do. I tell this to my friends. But I disagree with you, and you know this already. I know. 90% of what you profess, okay? Yeah. I, I, and, and that's okay. And, Bo, I agree with you. Let me just say this first before I get to my main question to you, please. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. I agree with you on the, I don't care for wokeism. I don't care for the Democrats being in control up in uh, the New York Assembly and uh, the Senate with their bail reform laws. I don't care for it. I don't care for the Manhattan Judge Bragg, how he's conducted himself. Okay? I do like Adams. He's still learning the business. He's, I'm still giving him time. You just can't snap your fingers and, and crime goes away. He was a former cop. He was a former captain. He was a former detective. And I think he has the experience to do a good job. Having said all of that, Bo, I don't hear your station. They condemn Biden. They condemn the Democrats. But I didn't hear, except for John Stewart speaking out, why did the Republicans vote against the bill that was going to extend the health benefits to the veterans who suffered in the hot pits, okay, especially my generation, the Vietnam veterans dealing with Agent Orange. You haven't said a word about that, Bo. Still researching it because I'm still researching it. Something is amiss. Now, here's what I've learned so far. I said to myself when I saw John Stewart making all that noise about it, I said, okay, what is this crap? And usually when Republicans vote against a bill that is a slam dunk, I mean, Republicans don't vote against things for veterans. I said this is a political setup. 
And it is. I just don't know the specifics yet, and I'm trying to get the specifics. That's why I haven't talked about it, because I don't have all the facts yet. I do know that it is something financial that the Democrats put in. And I got that from one of the congressional office. The Democrats snuck something in this bill that they wanted. It's a poison pill. That's what it's called. They snuck a poison pill in the bill that has some financial ramifications on the country. But for the life of me, I can't. It's not being reported what it is. And the reason that it's not being reported what it is, because then people would understand that the Republicans had to vote against this that did on principle, that they weren't actually voting against the veterans. But that would destroy the narrative. So unreported is the reason why they voted. But it is something to do with a financial um, clause or amendment that was put in by, I don't know whether it was an amendment or whether it was just written into the bill by Democrats. But this bill is not just for the veterans. This is what Democrats do. They stuck in something else in there that they knew would be a political landmine for Republicans. All right, Teddy, go ahead. Yeah, uh, once again, I like you. You're the articulate guy. But uh, that would have been made public. John Stewart would have talked about that. Oh, no, he wouldn't. John Stewart is a liberal hack. Don't give me that. John Stewart, when he was with The Daily Show, is just like all these other liberals. He's just like all these other, I want to see my face all over TV, like I'm some kind of saintly, better than everybody else arbiter of what's right and wrong. John Stewart's nothing but a, I mean, look, the guy has talent. He was funny. I shouldn't say he's nothing but, because that doesn't sound right. John Stewart was immensely talented on The Daily Show, but don't think he's not a hack Democrat just like the other one. He's a hack liberal. This guy isn't some fair and balanced, I'm looking out for both sides kind of guy. He's a liberal. Go ahead, Teddy. One last thing. What do you think about Josh Haley? Uh, Haley, so putting a, a clenched fist up with the, the people that were demonstrating on January 6th, and then he's running away because they were coming into the building, running away. I think he's a, a biggest hypocrite. Republican. And where did that come from? That came from a Democrat leak from the J6 committee, and we don't know what that footage actually was. They framed that footage with that narrative to embarrass Josh Hawley. That's Senator Josh Hawley. Now, okay, I don't know whether that's legitimate or whether it's not. If it is legitimate, then ha, ha, ha. Okay, let's move on to the next thing. Teddy, I always enjoy your calls. One of the things, we may disagree on politics, but I sure as heck like you as a human being. You're a good guy, Teddy. I'm always glad to hear from you. So take care of yourself. All right. Take care. Now, William in Westchester. WABC Talk Radio 77. How are you, William? Oh, pretty good, James. You know, I'm old enough, uh, despite the fact I'm feeling pretty good. I remember the days when African-American ministers all over the country were advocating and marching for civil rights. But I'm wondering, how come they're so silent about the violence in the inner city? Then I just figured it out the other day that uh, many of them are just feathering their nests. Remember the story about the bishop who got robbed of his million dollars worth of bling just the other day? Mm Mm-hmm. Now, look, I don't want to say that because there are many of hardworking pastors across the United States who are struggling to make ends meet with their um, in, in their individual communities. These guys that are the big money guys, I mean, these are not the, this is, these are not the average pastors that are out 
with their churches and their synagogues. So I, I don't want to make a statement like they're feathering their nest. Now, why haven't they spoken out? That's the issue. Well, here's what I think. I think that a lot of people are scared to, to talk out. What happens when you, number the first thing that happens, if you're black and you stand up and say these things are in the community and they're a problem, after you get called every Uncle Tom in the book, which many people are not used to, they don't like being vilified like that, I don't give a damn what you call me, frankly. Call me whatever you want to call me. I don't care. But a lot of people do care, especially if they have congregations, especially if they depend on congregations for their livelihood. They don't want their congregations to go away. Look, we've got generational issues here now, and we've got this conditioning, this 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 conditioning that you cannot talk honestly about the problems that exist in black communities all across the country. You can't talk about the racism, the anti-white racism that exists for many people. You can't talk about this disproportionate number of crimes that are committed against other black people. You can't talk about the inferior education. You can't talk about how parents in some of these communities dress their kids down in the latest designer clothes, but they don't give a damn what they do in schools. You can't talk about the lack of discipline. You can't talk about the, the, the misogyny that comes as part of this, this the, the, the glorification of the street life, okay? And so some of these pastors in here, they, don't, they can't talk about this stuff. They're afraid they're going to lose their, 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 their congregations if they do. I don't have a congregation in the church. I don't have to worry about that. So I'm going to talk about that stuff. But I don't want to think that these people are just feathering their nest and that's why they don't want to do it. And there's got to be more to it than that. And about this bishop that was robbed of his bling, well, the good Lord provideth, the good Lord will sometimes see that it gets taken away. Coming back right after this. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Entertaining and informative. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerdly, is on the air. 77 WABC. E. W. F. From the All in All album, Can't Let Go. Gail in Staten Island, welcome. You're on WABC, James Golden. Uh, Morning, James. You are great. Um, I look so forward to Diana May. That's who you turned me on to. <clears throat> she brought up a, an item the other day, and, of course, I had to look it up. I think it was written by Jonathan Swan in Axios. I won't yes. go on. Okay, so that was very informative. I liked your little uh, back and forth. It is a scary thought. What better way to fly from uh, country to country and uh, go visit, you know, Martha's Vineyard than an Air Force One, you know, another <laughs> legacy. But, James, I have another point. Um, okay. It is a scary thought. Um, and then we could watch his red line because it never – nobody ever went over his red line. Now we have a red line with our new uh, president, the um, 
I call him the resident in chief. I picture him walking around in one of those um, hospital uh, outfits <laughs> with his butt hanging out. No, no, no crime to him as far as he really doesn't know what he's doing. I feel that his wife is parading him around for whatever, you know, games they're going to get. And my last item, because I am a big um, music person, and I know you are probably familiar with Joe Bonamassa, who opened for B.B. King when he was 12 years old. You know who he is, right? He's a guitarist. And you have to play um, with Beth Hart. He's great. And so is she. We will. Thank you. Love you, too. We're going to find it. Um, we're going to find that. Diego's all in with it, too. We're going to find it. We're going to play it. Completely Thank you so much. agree. All right. Let us go to Johnny in Jersey City. Hello, Johnny. How are you? Uh, I'm, I'm good, sir. Thank you very much. I have a, a point. Uh, it's, it's something that I wish i say I came up with first, but it was your predecessor, Rush. Mm-hmm. When, he, when, he, when we've seen the invasion of, of aliens... Coming from many countries to the United States one morning, he said, well, I don't know if we're ever going to get past this, but there is one sure thing we could do. Make sure that any person here illegal that comes in that can't prove their documentation, that it takes 25 years before they vote. Now, leave that as it may. You could speak on that if you want. I, I never forget him saying Nobody ever picked up on this. You never heard anybody mention it. We have to stop this immigration somehow. My thought is this, if it's possible, and probably only Trump could do it. Bottom line is, find out who's on collecting aid today. Stop the aid. Secondly, try to send the mails back first. If, once we get done with the mails, we, then we look to the people, the women with the children, because if the bottom line comes, everybody's going to walk across that border there and come in, we're going to be stuck with the bill, and this company, this country will change. We have Part already stuck with the bill. I, and I, the bill... I, I, Go I'm ahead. I, I just feel you're going to lose your, your ability, your mandate for most of the people that brought this country to what it is today. You're going to lose it with the third-party invasion. We are already seeing it. And exactly right. Again, folks, I want to just say this to you. If the if we continue at current trends of illegals invading the southern border, we, by the end of this year, could have a population that has been here, thanks to Joe Biden's open borders policies, a population the size of the city of Los Angeles. This is not hyperbole. This is not a joke. This is real. Leo, Upper West Side. Good morning, James. Uh, when you spoke about deported Cubans becoming part of the southern border immigration, I had a flashback from the opening scenes of Scarface movie where all the Cubans was coming off the boats, the criminals. But there is a positive uh, aspect to that. I can promise you from my 30 years living in communist in the youth, Anybody who lives any period of time in socialism, communism, Marxism, Leninism, whatever we want to call it, would never, never vote for Democrats who are leaning toward these regimes. We'll see, and I hope you're right, Leo. Thank you. 
Joseph in Midtown, you've been on for a while. Thank you for waiting. Thanks, Joseph. What is the point you'd like to make with us? Thank you, Bo. I won't take up too much of your time. I don't usually call programs, but I am an avid WABC listener. I listen to uh, Bernie and Sid in the morning. I listen to Mr. Katsimatidis at 5. My main point is that I am afraid of the results of the midterm uh, election and uh, starting with, I think, that WABC should do more about uh, activating the Hispanic vote through newspaper ads and uh, and maybe radio ads. And uh, that's my main point. Okay, number one, that's not WABC's job. That is the job of the candidates, and that is the job of the parties. If the political parties, if New York's Republican Party wants to invest in ads like that, they by all means should get in touch with our sales force here. And by the way, any of you other companies that love this show or love the shows on WABCs, we do have people in our sales department that would be glad to run your ads here. Day, night, overnight, whenever. We have a very, very wonderful schedule here. But the political parties can run ads here all day long. And not just the the Republicans. The Democrats want to run some ad here. We'll take your money. All you got to do is just get a hold of our sales crew here. Best in the business. They'll cut you a deal. But that's the job of the political parties, not the job of WABC. Our job is to talk about it, to talk to your host, and believe me, we shall do that. Thank you, Joseph. Appreciate your call. Gracie, my Gracie, in Rockland County. How are you, Gracie? I'm wonderful this morning. Listen, you know, Bo, I am so upset with the rhinos and the never Trumpsters. Why? It's something personal. It's personal. And they can't get above it and realize that in three years, President Trump did a wonderful job. What we as Republicans have been saying we want done. I'm not going to go through the list because, you know, everybody who listens to the show knows everything President Trump did in those three years. Why are they so against? him it's personal don't they care about their grandchildren and great-grandchildren that's what i'm sick about they should know better and i i think i dislike them more than the the democrats i really mean it bo i really well, mean Gracie, it. let me just when you were speaking one thing came to mind that rush used to say liberals are liberals first they're liberals before everything else Liberals are liberals first. That includes liberal Republicans, too, Gracie. They're no different than the liberal Democrats when it comes to that. They're liberals first and liberals before everything else. Gracie, I love you. Thank you for calling, my darling. Bernie, Staten Island, welcome. WABC Talk Radio 77, how are you? Thank you, Bo. Uh, I, I, one, what, what, what one person can do in the last presidential election using my phone, one person, I called the phone numbers of all the uh, synagogues in Florida, and I talked to the, I, uh, there were uh, 500,000 Jews in Florida and 49 synagogues. I called all the synagogues. In most cases, I, some cases, I talked to the rabbis. In other cases, I talk to the staff member or the receptionist. 
I had five or six well-written lines, and I called, told them what the lines were, why Trump is the person to be elected president. And the main thing is I told the rabbis in each synagogue they should tell their congregations. In that way, the congregations will number millions of people, much more than the media could reach. The congregation could reach millions of people. One example, in the last election, 30% of Jews voted for for, uh, Biden. But I, when I called Florida, I called all the synagogues and rabbis. Well, Bernie, listen, we are so happy to have you in the audience. You take matters into your own hands. You without, you don't work for the campaign, but you're doing campaign work. We're proud of you, Bernie. We got more elections coming up. Keep it up. That's how people win elections, people like you that are so proud to 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 stand up for what you believe in. Time to go. Saturday morning, radio extravaganza over. Larry Kudlow up next, the one and only Larry Kudlow. We'll be back on Monday for Boston Nervous Rush Hour. May God bless and protect each and every one of you and your families, and thank you so much for being with us. And as always, thank my amazing crew here at WABC. We will see you on Monday. Bye. Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L. On Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024.